This podcast may contain paid advertisements, but more on that later. Welcome to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast, where I discuss the nuts and bolts of business and leadership, with a focus on bootstrapping a business from the ground up. This podcast is for all entrepreneurs, bootstrappers, and leaders in all walks of life. My goal is to help you grow both personally and professionally. I am your host, Isaiah O'Connor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com has the world's largest collection of audiobooks, plus other spoken word content, such as podcasts, college classes, classic radio show style formats. For example, a dramatized Sherlock Holmes is really fun to listen to, as well as the Audible Originals, which are little presentations, programs, books that were created and designed specifically for Audible. They're a wonderful source of information, of just good novels to relax to. They're amazing. Check them out at audible.com forward slash bootstrap with a capital B. You can learn a lot. I've learned so much from them. They're amazing. Go check them out. Audible.com forward slash bootstrap and you can pick up a copy for free with your free 30-day trial of the book I'm about to review which is Thou Shall Prosper by Daniel Rabbi Lappin and it's a great book it really really dovetails really well with The Go-Giver and I'm about to dive into that and give a full review on that but first you can go to audible.com Use the forward slash bootstrap or use the link and you can get a free 30-day trial. You get one free book that you keep forever plus two Audible Originals, which you keep forever. And you get to listen to their streaming library for the entire 30 days for free. After that, it's only $14.95 a month. Well worth it. It's amazing. Go check it out. Audible.com forward slash bootstrap. And that's with the capital. Now, let's get into this. The book is an amazing book. Thou Shalt Prosper, The Ten Commandments of Making Money is a really well-written, well-thought-out book. It's pretty dense. There's a lot of information in there. It's I can't remember how long it is to listen to, but it's, it's quite a few hours. And like I had just mentioned previously, it dovetails quite well into the Go-Giver. Matter of fact, every one of the laws of the Go-Giver are in Thou Shall Prosper. Not openly, not called the same thing, but as you go through and you listen, they talk about value, they talk about receiving, they talk about being open, and all this stuff in the Go-Giver, it's there more people you help, the more you can make. It's in there. It's all completely dovetails in so, so nicely. Now, not just that, it's like the Go-Giver Expanded Edition in some ways. Because it's not just a parable as the Go-Giver is. It's kind of a parable. This is more detailed. This is how-to. This is a lot more intense on this. And it's not just like The Go-Giver. It's it's a different book. It is. But 
being the laws of success are laws, the principles that transcend culture. They're the same principles found in this book in different words. It's amazing. Now, I'm just going to do a quick overview of the table of contents and kind of go through what he talks about in there. He starts off with an overview, but they though this is a table of contents of an, of an overview, of summary I'm reading. My bad. But it's a good, good point. So they have, he has nine big ideas in here. There was ten. I don't know where the tenth one went. I'll find it later. But the first big idea is, despite many misconceptions, Jews are successful in business because of education. Education being how they grew up, their culture, how they view money, how they view business, how it's just ingrained from when they're small children what it's like to be in business that's not bad. And that's another part is big idea too is in Jewish tradition, business is seen as good, morally honest, and a noble endeavor. One of my favorite parts about that is he talks about how people think that Jews cheat people. That's why they are so good in business. That actually makes zero sense. Because if you cheat a customer, you might win a customer that moment, but they're not coming back. I've seen it time and time again. When I worked at Radio Shack, I knew one guy that worked there who would straight lie to customers just to make the sell. We had one guy tell a customer that our extended warranty was insurance and we would repair anything that happened to the phone with paying for the extended warranty and not have to pay anything. Completely false. They broke the screen and we had to fix it and it cost the store $400 to fix the screen on a phone that we probably could have replaced for 100 But we had to re replace the screen at our cost because this guy lied to the customer about it just to make it a customer. And the customer was not happy with us. They're happy we did it anyway, but they didn't come back again. So, cheating people can win you a little bit ahead. But in the long run, when you're in business, you don't want to cheat people. You don't want to scam people. You're going to lose. you got to provide value. And so the good Jewish businessmen, which there's a lot that are very successful, they don't cheat. Because that's a great way to drive away customers. And business as a whole is very good. It's very important. Entrepreneurship, it's so important. It's how we're going to recover from the coronavirus. This is so important. It's such a good thing. But in the book, he talks about how under fire being a businessman is. The most often, the more often you find in TV shows, movies, and stuff, the big bad, the supervillain, is a business guy at the end. With an exception, perhaps Thanos. But that's another story. There's so many times you can watch a show and there's a bad, evil businessman behind it. I was watching, what, 24? And in 24, every season, the final big bad is a business guy. It could be a terrorist, 
religious terrorist extremist, and it's not really the extremists. They're just being paid off by the big business guy who is using the extremism to his own benefit all the time. It's always a big, bad business guy so many times. But business isn't bad in and of itself. It's just this really weird shift that has happened. And that this book, the way he talks about the shift and the business and how businessmen, yeah, sure, you had some shady businessmen, but there's been so many amazing businessmen that contributed so much to society, so much to America, so much to the world, and they did great, wonderful things, but you don't hear about it because now business is seen as bad in some way, shape, or form. Oh, before I continue, I almost forgot. First of all, sorry guys, we had some stuff we absolutely had to take care of on Wednesday last week, and it was a very busy day with family stuff that we had to fix and deal with, and completely slipped my mind, and I forgot to do a podcast last Thursday. Also, this author of the book, Rabbi Daniel LePen, I've been promoting to come out on the podcast today. But if you notice, I'm reviewing his book, not doing the podcast today. And that is because I messed up. I did not realize you could schedule a Zoom call in advance and get the Zoom login information in advance. I did not know that. Yeah, I used to be a computer guy, but that was a while ago, and I haven't kept up. So he didn't get the information in time. It was my bad. I sent it, but he didn't get it, so we missed the interview. But good news is, he's a nice guy. We're trying again this next Friday. We will hopefully all goes well, barring technical difficulties. We will be interviewing the author of this book, Rabbi Daniel LePen, talked about some of these ideas. It should be great. I'm very excited. So hopefully all goes well. We will be interviewing Rabbi Daniel Lappin on next Friday, and you'll get it on one week from today's podcast, Tuesday, uploaded. Anyway, so, oh, and guys, thank you. I really do thank you so much for listening to this. I really am blessed that anyone's listening to me ramble on like this. I'm very happy. I'm very blessed. You guys are great. So, if you're really happy, go ahead, go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, whatever. Just leave a note. That's cool. But even if even if you don't feel like it, I am really blessed by you guys. So I'm very happy. I'm trying to be more grateful and say thank you guys every time. I'm trying to. Don't always do it, but I'm trying. Anyway, let's get back into it. So business isn't bad. Matter of fact, I'm probably going to do a whole podcast on how entrepreneurship and business is attacked. I even saw a quote-unquote study that talked about how entrepreneurs are not diverse enough not, and troublemakers and criminals and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's another whole can of worms, which I will probably be getting into here in the near future. So, in the Jewish customs, they also teach how to build successful relationships and strong networks. Now, 
the key with this is you're not going to some sort of business event, some big, huge, like a wedding show or some other place and going around and handing out all your cards to other business and business people and trying to rub elbows, big event where it's a business event and you're trying to vendors and this and that, whatever. Yeah, those are okay. But you, it's weird because you're not, you're trying to build a business relationship with someone and you may or may not care anything about the person, which is not going to be as good. And the Jewish tradition is you allow regular relationships. You go to weddings, you go to funerals, you go to community events, you go to your synagogue, you do stuff at the Rotary Club, you do other stuff where you're around a lot of people and you just tell them, hey, I'm in business as you're talking to them, but you don't make a big deal about it. You just let them know, hey, I do this and that, the other thing. Hey, I'm a balloon artist, whatever. And you just keep going. Don't, don't be ashamed of it. You're not there to make business contacts. You're there to meet people and get to know people and like people. But as this goes, you will find yourself having business contacts that come back to you. And it's really a cool way to do it. It kind of goes to that law of authenticity and the go-giver, which is you have to be really, real, really like these people and really be trying to build a network of people that you like and trust. And business comes from that, not the other way around. Really, really cool idea and well worth the study. Again, this is a big, long book, so I'm going to just do a quick over. Definitely go check it out. Now, he says in the book, business isn't perfect, but Jewish tradition shows that imperfection isn't a bad thing. Nothing's perfect. Business isn't perfect. People are not perfect. It's not perfect. Don't worry about it. Don't sweat. It just has to be as good as you can make it. There's never going to be a perfect anything, business, etc. But that's okay. Uh, and then he talks about leadership, which is always an important thing. Leaders are united by certain traits, which are often the result of tumultuous, tumultuous times. And he talks about how sometimes a leader or person with a potential for leadership may never realize that potential unless all of a sudden they have to step up to it. He talks about leaders that popped up in World War One, World War Two. How many of the great, all the greatest presidents were wartime presidents, etc. So he talks about it. Were they great men? Yes, but were they able to show that greatness? Did they step up, or if there was nothing for them to step up to, would they have shown their capabilities? That's a good question. He talks about that. Really good. Uh, interesting thought. And big idea six is success comes to those who embrace change, but keep themselves firmly rooted. So be willing to change, but don't go crazy and off the rails. I've talked about this before, where you can grow your company, but don't forget your roots. You don't forget your core. You don't forget who the people are. You don't forget who you are. You stay firmly rooted. You don't want to grow so far that you forget your roots and your roots get rotted away. I've talked about this in a couple different ways, a couple different times. Very, very important. Then he talks about being a futurist. Learning to forecast the future by 
paying attention to the past, by paying attention to trends, by paying attention to different statistics, and also, most importantly, by doing this, by getting away where it's nice and quiet and calm so you can focus your mind on it, look at things, relax, just chill in a nice place, get away from the TV screen, get away from video games just for a while, just give your mind some time to kind of chill, and then look around, look at the different trends that are coming, look at different things, and it's not being prophetic, it's not something super spiritual, it's just that, for example, right now, there's, this is just me making something up here, but we're in the middle of a pandemic, everyone's been locked at home, People are joking about a pandemic baby boom since people have been stuck at home, not having much to do to entertain themselves. So the odds are there's going to be a lot of babies coming. So you might be going, hmm, maybe I can do a, might be a business in baby toys would be a good thing to come up with right about now. Or maybe you can be thinking, Hmm. In a couple of years, these kids are going to be going back to school, and I can set up my back-to-school stuff a little bit early. Whatever. But you can look at things that are happening or have happened and kind of follow the trends to see where things are going. So you can forecast the future with some degree of accuracy without actually being all super spiritual or prophetic or anything like that. It's just by paying attention to what's going on around you. Big idea eight is money is a part of who we are, and there are benefits to giving it away. Really, really great idea there, which is money is part of us, who we are. And what he means like that is back to the kind of the certificate of appreciation. I, he calls it something else, so that's how I remember it. But, which is a... Your money is part of who you are, but not in the way that most people think. Not like it's what you think about or greed. It's your things, your possessions, everything. Where you put your money shows you where your heart is. What you invest your money in, where you take your money, where you pay things. Who you pay your money to shows you the type of person you are, who you are. It is as much a part of you as the food you eat. It is a part of you. It's not you. It doesn't define you completely, but it is a part of you. It's really interesting how he talks about that. And of course, giving it away. Go giver. Dave Ramsey talks about this. Bob Berg, of course, talks about this. John David Mann, of course, co-author of The Go Giver, talks about this. By the way, I'm having him on in May as well. So, uh, again, giving is so important. And the last big idea is thou shalt re not retire. And talks about the importance of work and the value of work just in work itself. And how so many people who retire, they decline very, very quickly. And they lose usefulness and it's a waste and it's very sad. And it's a new idea. Retirement has only been around since around the 1950s. This is a new idea, so maybe retiring is not a great idea. Or maybe retire from what you're doing to go and work somewhere else. 
but you still need to keep doing it. You need to be productive. It's a very good point. I've heard it before, and I actually agree. And another one he talks about, which is one I think I'm going to talk to him a little bit more about uh, when I'm talking to him on the interview, which is you don't need to do get a job with what you like. You just need to love what you do. Now, I've talked about this. I've talked about deconstructing passion. Mike Rowe talks about this. And I think there's room for both. And this is me being the kind of middle-of-the-road type of guy. I don't think everything you like should be something that you just go out and do. It doesn't always work that way. However, you might be a guy who has a passion for old arcade games and collect them, and you start building your own arcade cabinet, your own arcade game, old school, and you find you like that so much that other people want you to do it, and you do that, and you start selling arcade cabinets in the middle of a pandemic, and you start a whole company, and you grow it. Now, this is my boss. He started this up. He started making arcade cabinets. I am now benefiting from this. It's something he loves, and he likes to do, and he found a way to make a really good business out of it. So, yeah, there are opportunities to do what you love and make money. There are several doing it. Matter of fact, that should be interesting. I should ask him what he thinks because 48 Days to the Work You Love is an entire book that flies in the face of this one. But I respect Rabbi Lapin and I respect Mike Rowe who say the opposite. So I wonder what the middle ground is. I wonder what he's going to say about that. That should be interesting when we talk about it. Anyway, so that's just a little summary, a short summary book review of Thou Shalt Prosper. I really do enjoy the book. It is an amazing book. I highly recommend it. Again, you can go over to audible.com forward slash bootstrap with capital B and get your free copy. It's a long read. It's a good read. It's a good book to get for the freebie because you can. it's a long way you can get back and listen again and again and again. Go check it out. Uh, I will talk to you again on Thursday, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. If you found value in this content, please leave a comment and give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform you use. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most other podcast platforms. If you would like to support us, you can check out our sponsor links, or if you would like to directly support the show, you can donate or join our membership program at buymeacoffee.com forward slash bootstrap. Of course, it really helps when you share these podcasts as well. If you would like to interact with me and other bootstrappers and leaders, you can join our O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast Facebook group. You have been listening to the O'Connor Bootstrap Podcast and Athos Business Solutions Podcast. For our companion podcast, the Athos Business Podcast, hosted by Jason St. Clair, past episodes, and related blogs, check out our website at www.athos.com, which is www.athoz.com, or atheoz.com. Until next time, I've been your friendly neighborhood entrepreneur, Isaiah O'Connor.